0: Pee who, peanut. He who, <laughs> peanut. <laughs> who claps with their fingers?
1: That is 100? an odd way to... Wait, do people actually do that? Is that is that how you do a golf clap? Yeah, dude. You clap with just your fingers? I yeah.
2: think it's uh, uh, fingers in one hand and palm on the other. like uh,
3: Yeah, yeah, see, give a little I see. I
4: think if you clap Hot with take. your
0: fingers really, really fast, it counts as a snap. I think Hot we
4: sample our golf claps into the mic. It's great yeah. audio. I mean, Snapping
1: your fingers is clapping your fingers. They're the same action.
4: I don't think that's a hot Damn. take. I think that's just accepted. That's a lukewarm take. Right, where the fuck were we? In, Speaking in of this...
1: lukewarm takes, it's Survival Dungeons and Dragons Real Play Podcast. You guys are in a, a, a walking elf city. Elias was a dick.
4: I thought we were doing the the exit montage where we're going au revoir off to the foggy place. Yeah, With spiders, going off to the silent woods and all that—that that noise. Basically, is Patton d- the one driving?
1: No, God, I hope not. It's not driving a city; it's an entire city is walking.
4: I thought we were getting into the car and ski-daddling. Hell no! Oh, I one—it's half fucked. Two,
1: you're inside the middle of a of a. It would be explained to you, and I believe it was that you know they can't exactly find you where you currently are, but the second you like leave, you pop back onto the radar.
4: Yeah. Oh, and they'll be You're like... currently
1: being like shielded and all that noise.
4: Oh, so the the, the city is moving to yeah foggy place of spiders. We are just along. Okay,
1: it ain't foggy. It's eerily fucking not foggy. It's just made of spiders.
0: Yeah, there's, like, spider web everywhere. Everywhere. It's like an Australian winter.
3: No, it's just, like, regular yeah. Australia.
4: Can I Skype call DB? No. Okay. I want to screen share this. No! What the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? Why would you hey, do that?
1: Let me just give away our position in the most conspicuous way possible.
3: Not only that, but to, like, scare the fuck out of a good boy
0: yeah why DB specifically <laughs> Michael wants to know your location why wow. would you do that I don't know <laughs> it's just it's what his character would do
4: <laughs> I, I'm not actually going to do that right why contain it it's cool all right <laughs>
1: so when we last left uh Patton was actually you know that that guy came up to you was talking to you mm-hmm. wanted to mm-hmm. to shoot the breeze. You know, asking for some advice on some of the little, little little technological doodads.
3: Roll dice to shoot breeze.
1: Yeah, can mm. you give me a uh just roll a D four for me?
0: Yeah, Breeze shoot check. A D four. Yeah. I don't have one.
1: Ah, uh, you failed the breeze shoot check. <laughs> you bring up an incredibly awkward story about something you did in middle school. Uh take two embarrassment damage.
3: You should no. really not Fuck. be saying these sorts of things in the game because someone listening is gonna be like, Oh, Dan says that that's like a good way to do embarrassment damage in our game. I'm not
0: winning D D anymore. Fuck. I thought Patton had some resistance to embarrassment damage. I think he's immune. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually it says it on my character sheet. It says Patton's a fucking moron, it doesn't bother him.
1: What <laughs> 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 No yes we've had to deal with some some things where people go oh yeah yeah, that was a good idea and we're just we're just sitting there horrified like we were as sarcastic as humanly possible. I don't
3: remember any of these scenarios all right so what was Patton talking about to these people?
1: yeah you were this uh, people uh, yeah there was there was a there was breeze being shot also also if you will recall uh, John, Got those, got those gloves? Oh, uh, yeah. Right? So, yes. if you so desired, you could choose to rid yourself of the affliction of seeing things that you probably shouldn't be seeing.
0: I'm gonna interject real quick to tell you I was actually literally shooting the breeze with a Dr. Patton's patent-pending gustbuster.
4: Alright, you guys can continue. Of course you are. How the fuck does he do it? I thought shooting the breeze was just like doing finger guns in conversation
0: shut up <laughs> just, ignore, just ignore Jerry
1: <laughs> so I like I much no know
2: one laughed at that as soon as I figure out I can do that I'm probably going to immediately do that
1: alrighty so, I hate this all right so you you grab the the gloves and you look up and you can kind of see like one of those one of those tendrils attached to you now that you got them right Ew. and all you gotta do is just yank it. With the right, gloves.
2: Can I... And it was just Jerry that could see it too?
3: Yes. Alright. And Specky. Specky bats at the ghost tendrils. Yeah, but Specky's fine with it.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna rid Jerry myself of this stuff.
1: Alright. Uh, does Jiron want to be rid of it?
4: Uh... So, like, as a quick recap, this stuff is just, like, keeping an eye on me at this point. It's not necessarily, like, okay. it feels feels bad. It doesn't feel good. but
1: It's that, and it's somewhat of a two-way street. You're not those... necessarily going to go back to being completely off the radar, but at least you're not going to be, you know, a glaring beacon towards things that shouldn't be able to see you.
4: Hey, you
2: want to keep seeing the void? That's your call, Jerry. Yeah, I think it's terrifying, well. I feel though.
4: like I feel like as a journalist, John, it's it's my responsibility to gather as much information while while this stuff hasn't yet presented itself as. Hey, a, it's your
2: funeral, and I'm going to take a swig from my flask.
4: Okay, well, hey, man, I'm I'm essentially insubstantial with space time, so I got a lot going on I'm over not here. Listening to any the void, the void's just like another
1: layer. You're just going to rip that 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 mess right out. Doesn't really feel like much. Except, uh, so have you ever, like, have you ever gone to bed while, like, I don't know, say, like, really sick? And then you wake up and you're totally fine? Like, that sharp transition between, like, running a fever and not?
3: Yeah, like when a fever breaks.
1: Yeah, that's basically what it feels like. That looming sense of dread and that, like, constant sense that you can't, like, sit still... That's just gone instantaneously. All Everything right. is reverted back to not terrifying. Life's good again. Hallelujah. Yes. And Jiron is going to uh So as John does that, that that like dread feel that you have is going to get worse, actually. Not by much, but noticeably.
4: Okay. So what I wanna do with this is I wanna like Stabilize it and kind of like establish sort of a route. Because this what a this is all like some sort idea. No, nah, nah, no, nah, a route in the way of like stabilizing the tunnel of what it's trying to do. Because it's trying to send me stuff, and I'm sending it's stuff back to that, it.
1: Miss. Okay, I should probably communicate this better. But that is not the. It is not a a tunnel or a directional thing in terms of like 3D space. Mm-hmm. It's. Do you know how quantum entanglement works?
4: Okay, Dan.
3: <laughs> in order Remember, to talk about this, we're going to need. In order to explain this, we're going to we're gonna need to talk about parallel universes. First, we're going to need parallel
1: universes.
2: I just want a Scuttlebug Jamboree. Please don't bring quantum entanglement <laughs> into this. John 1 okay, jumps actually, up the
0: stairs. It's. Hee hee hee
4: Okay, John, brick so, like, smasher. <laughs> so, essentially, we're I'm on a different layer of existence than whatever this is. So, no. it's not like... No. <laughs> okay, so... Michael, you're gonna have to help
1: me out on this one. Because uh-huh. I have a horrible headache.
3: I know what you're going for. Yes,
1: yeah, so you know what I'm going for. Of course for. you do. So, because we're the same person, basically. You're the same person. Basically, nothing is directly influencing you. You're not on another plane of existence, it's not anything like that. It's more that by the sheer virtue of you being able to comprehend the things that you can now see, they are being influenced by that. The the, the mere observation of this is causing physical effects.
3: You know how like in some games there's RNG and the RNG is manipulated
4: by button inputs? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's that. Okay. So th- I really shouldn't interact with it then. I should just kind of see what happens and like
3: the more you the more you try to directly interact with this thing, the more that the it's going the... to interact
1: with you in yeah. turn. There's no way to
3: there's no way to change even
1: your observation of it without causing more effects that you have no idea what they would even be
3: yeah so like the idea of like any any proactive action that you take in regard to this thing is can never decrease the amount of interaction that you have with it it's only like looking to, at
0: uh looking at a floater in your eye like you look over
4: it exactly still there. yeah okay so this is like more of a in terms of, like, stuff I would maybe want to talk to Zep about, because he's a demon. This isn't demons, this is void, abyssal shit. It's, it's nothing shit.
1: It's, nothing it's, shit. Yeah, if you're thinking, oh, this is something that Zep might know about, no. It's okay. not abyssal, it's not demonic, it's not astral, it's not anything that you would have terminology for.
4: Okay, okay. Because but it's for not magical. knowledge, I would be like non existence, essentially. Yeah. Okay, as far as things sense. that
1: Jiron would know, you might try to rationalize it in terms of things that you already understand, but like, you know, it's not going to respond to like magicking at it. Okay. Or at least not in a not in a way that actually is consistent.
4: And was and were the like figures or visions of the past influenced by this at all? Nope. Back at the dam, no. Okay. Like um,
1: you don't get any retroactive knowledge as a result. So where is Jaron right now? Where is Jaron right now? Uh, um, Patton is uh, is presumably, unless Patton wants to be doing something else, hanging out with this guy who was very very interested in his stuff. He's kind of roping Patton around, you know. He's just kind of following you. Like okay, this is like for Patton. This is you know. Patton's, like, the one guy who does the same sort of stuff as him, so he's just, like, you know, like, that, that kid, in you know, like, elementary school that really wants to be your friend.
0: <laughs> so he's, like, showing me all of his busted experiments, I'm like, okay, good. But
4: let's try he's this, and then I take out a hammer.
0: <laughs> Let me show you my electric-powered hammer.
4: I'm gonna saunter over to this conversation.
0: So Jerry sauntering over. So anyway, then you plug it in there and it actually hits four times as hard. <laughs> Don't actually touch the metal part of the hammer though, or you will die. Um, uh I I have one question about that. How is this supposed to be medicine? Anyway, so you can also turn it around and use the other side.
4: Hey, Pat, I think this guy is looking for more of a uh, more of your potions, less of your instruments oh god no not potions please anything <laughs> but that what are you what are you like necessarily
1: looking for well things like that uh crossbow that he has uh the modifications that you made to your car those are very nice
4: yeah those are the car mods are actually extremely hard to come by but
2: i think you just pointed out the two things that Patton didn't do
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Where are my manners? I, I haven't introduced myself. Uh, My name is Leofric Graham. Leofric Graham. Alright,
4: I'll note that down and in <laughs> memory. He's just, he's still, he has his hand out for like a handshake. I'll shake his hand. And my name is Jiron Thalatak, but you can call me Jerry. I am the host of The Rock's most popular TV show. Oh, that's fantastic. The radio show. It's and both. radio show. However you want to get it, however you may be listening. Well, I'll take Live. you up on that offer, Jerry. Wow. Jerry's, like, visibly taken aback. Because this is the first time in months anyone has ever, like, responded positively to this line. <laughs> <laughs> Leah Frick Graham, you are a man of culture. And I might be able to help you out with some information on those car mods. Do you have anything that you built yourself? Oh, well, absolutely. Uh, I actually noticed a little
1: thing with you that you might be interested in. Uh, mm. He's going to pull out a small box. Uh, and inside he's got this little, like, uh, you ever seen one of those head massagers? Oh, hell yes. Those, those <laughs> weird things? With all the little prongs? Like
4: the <laughs> alien kind of
1: deals? Yeah, he's going to pull... Pull that out, it's very small. Like, all the prongs only look like it reaches, like... It looks almost like a whisk if you, you cut off the the end. Mm-hmm. And he's going to press a little button, it's going to all grasp together and then start
4: spinning a bit. <laughs> I'm gonna call Zepp out of the shadows. <laughs> Put it on Zepp. So, hey, little buddy, I got some for you.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well, actually... This actually, I, I think I should probably say something first. It's like I was saying to uh, the doctor here. I understand that you were with Elias and you talked to Oscar. Yeah, he's kind of a prick. Wow, I, I'm not sure who you're, which one you're referring to, but please cut him some slack. You know, actually,
4: he's often talked about your friend, Elias. I'm not sure why Elias doesn't really seem to be interested in all these traditions as as bright and colorful and as well that's the thing as they are
1: neither is he and neither am I for the for that matter look things are tough everybody's stuck around here and well things aren't exactly normal or reassuring or safe And I can kind of feel it as we're getting closer to the White Forest. People are worried about dying. And not just in the normal way, in more of a permanent oblivion sort of way. Nature doesn't really work here quite normally. And people are having a hard time adjusting to that. And, well... From what Oscars told me, Elias was always sort of a source of inspiration for him on how to deal with that.
4: You know, that. Is we... that why he was so begrudging to him and... He was trying to keep the peace. Uh, he has
1: to act like the strong leader or else people are going to panic. And that's why he put up with it. Huh. You know, when Elias shows up and he just utterly usurps him borderline emasculates and he just <laughs> takes it
4: big dick on campus get fucked nerd he did kind of do that and i suppose i'll apologize on his behalf it's just our encounters we came and, from new york it's been a very arduous road and yeah. not everyone's been super friendly so apologies I for understand. calling oscar a prick. i also
1: understand that you're friends with alonza and
4: She's not the biggest fan of this group right now. People were
1: panicking. Please don't hold it against him. He's a fantastic leader.
4: He's really what the people need. I mean, if you believe that, you've been here longer than I have, and it's not my mom I abandoned, so I'm not really going to hold it against him. He was just kind of really, really <coughs> Everyone, anyway,
1: I mean, everyone's stuck in this bizarre husk of a world, you know, watching the things that are very likely going to replace them growing all around them. They're sticking to these weird traditions because they're
4: the only thing that's familiar. I suppose that's understandable, but I don't feel... You know, this is the second place I've come across where they feel like the end is coming. But I don't feel like that's the case. Is it not? I have reasons to believe otherwise, but until we get this congregation business resolved, it's not something I can really explain to you. Although, you might have a lot of interest in it. If you're into medicine, you'll have interest in it. What, is, what does this thing do? <laughs> Jerry picks up the hammer and gets shocked.
1: The, the whole reason I bring this up is because it kind of it, it, it relates to what I'm saying Uh-oh. here. Uh, mm-hmm. Hold still for a second. And he's going to reach at that brooch that you've got. Uh Uh-huh. He's going to push the thing directly on top of the brooch, press the button. He's going to grab it and just, like, spark. Whir, spark, turn. And then just, like, rock it off and embed itself into the tree behind you. The, The little whisk. And you get knocked back a little bit as well, and... When you look down, you notice that the uh, very plain design has actually sort of crumbled away. And beneath it is this incredibly elegant like, ruby-emblazoned draconic symbol. See. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a Lucky Charm plus two. Level nine. And I'll explain what it is. It's uh, Enhancement plus two to Fortitude fortif- Reflex and Will. Just like the uh, plain amulet of protection, power daily. No action trigger. You miss with an attack or fail a skill check, ability check, or wow. saving throw. Six? Effect: Roll a d6 and add the result to the attack roll, skill check, ability check, or saving throw. Holy shit! It gives a, right. it gives you the uh, memory of a thousand lifetimes thing, basically.
4: And let me just compare that to the amulet protection, fort reflex will. Oh wow, nice. All right, I added
1: it. Yeah, it's just a strict upgrade. The The reason that this relates to what I'm saying about Oscar is sometimes people care about you more than their pride or circumstances will let them, or will let them show.
4: Jerry's a little bit put off by, like, how nice this guy is. I'm just going to do a quick insight. Yeah. To see, like, because I haven't, this guy literally just met me. And is giving me all positive responses, which is not also, normal. Yeah,
1: let me uh, let me describe this guy real quick. He's got a uh, sort of uh, ruddy brown hair. Uh, sort of, you can see like it's burnt in places. He's got uh, some freckles along his face and some uh, also burn marks and stuff. Uh, fairly short for an elf, and also fairly stocky. Like he's he's fairly muscular but doesn't look particularly athletic, either. And he's wearing, you know, a uh, like a forge apron and some uh, nice workman's gloves.
4: Alright, so, 17 on Insight.
1: 17 on Insight? He just seems nice.
4: Okay. Well, I definitely appreciate this, Leifric. Oh, no worries. Look, it's... It's just
1: that... We absolutely need you. And
4: Oscar needs you. We all need you. For, for what, exactly? What is it that we came here that you all think we can do? Like, I'm sorry to say He's it, going like, to kind of tilt his head. Like, just getting the crystals?
2: At this point, I'm going to kind of walk up to the conversation. I've had just a bit too much to drink in Celebration
1: yeah <laughs>
2: put my arm around oh, jerry yeah. saving the world jerry haven't you heard
4: <laughs> oh yeah uh that's yes i thought you were more talking about like you know the eventual like mana death or all that us preventing. oh no that. that's
1: just a uh crippling existential fear this we're talking about a bit more of an immediate one you have to deal with this fear to be able to deal with the existential ones later. You know, one step at a time.
4: Understandable. And yeah, we don't need to tell you about the, the mind walker. Uh, uh, mind. S- but anyway. Thank you. What were they called?
1: Mind walkers? Uh, mind flayers, but... Mind flayers. Honestly, I think that Oscar and your, well, big dragon friend Red are kind of the same in several ways very proud uh, guardians of a large group of people can't ever appear to have weaknesses and willing to sacrifice their own self-image for the greater good
4: i can see that main difference being i don't i don't think oscar is going to become a problem later he's going to kind of blink
1: his eyes at you rapidly and just like in in sort of a mental checkbox of well, there's another existential fear. <laughs> Just add one to the pile.
4: John, uh, when you're when you've got your sensibilities about you well actually, you might be more willing to do this now. There's a maneuver <laughs> I want to show you. Something I I found back when I was a little kid, and it's a really good wrestling maneuver. Oh, I don't like where this is going.
2: I'm a big fan oh. of wrestling.
1: That was that was from Leo Frank. Yeah yeah.
4: All right, um, so... Excuse
1: me. Please get out of my shop if you're going to do that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We'll just go outside <laughs> please, please. here. I, I would prefer that that didn't happen here.
2: It was nice meeting you, little buddy.
3: Yeah, thank you so much, and... I'm not
1: going to take that as a slight. Uh, it was nice meeting you as well.
3: I mean, John is huge, so...
1: He's, he's also short for an elf and has a little bit of a complex about that.
3: <laughs> I mean... How would John know that? He
1: doesn't. Which is why he said that he wasn't going to take it as a slight.
3: He quote unquote
4: doesn't. Find (laughs) us after we're done with the White Forest. Might have something that can interest you. Anyway, John. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to throw out like a little... A little copy of Jerry. Just like an after image. Mm -hmm. And... Alright, John. So what you want to do here is when you got the opponent stunned. Like say you kick him in the gut or something. What you're going to do here is you're going to put your right arm up around their throat and grasp it really tight, like an inverted choke. And then you're going to put your other arm in a lock, and then you're going to kick your legs forward like a drop kick and bring their head down. Why is so John very is very drunk right now. <laughs> so I'm going to perform this on the copy of Jerry. And for the listeners at home, this is the RKO I'm teaching John. I don't understand what's going on.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure where you're going with this. I I'm don't like follow.
4: Continue. I'm okay with it, but I don't follow. So essentially, John could hit this move on any enemy that he's about to just like take out of the fight and it'll so look really
1: cool. You're just attempting to teach John the RKO. Yes. It actually kind of makes sense in character. You know? Yes. I'm gonna give that like a five out of ten justification. Actually, I'll say a three, but I'm still going to allow it. So anyway, uh, so back to the uh, the workshop with Patton specifically. Uh, Leifric is going to turn to you and uh, pull out a small case like with some vials. Uh, these are some of the samples of the venom that we've gotten from these spiders uh i have no use for them considering i don't do
3: alchemy of
1: any kind
3: where is uh, elias right now where is elias right now well we were walking out of the city right so no the
1: the city was walking
3: so yeah but we had to leave the chamber and then yeah
1: and then you're in the middle of a gigantic city All right, so I would have
3: I would been like looking around at the bark and all how everything's still moving around, but at the mention of spider venom, (laughs) yeah, you can jump into the you can jump. That's gonna be a who kihu spider venom.
1: (laughs) We actually lost our alchemist a couple of months back.
0: I have a feeling it was during the during the venom sampling. That that is in
1: fact how we got the venom. Oof. So they've been pushing it onto me, but I keep telling them artifice artifice and alchemy are different, and they just keep saying oh they're they're close enough. Just, they start with the you... same letter. That's about the justification. I see you understand.
0: <laughs> As a man of science, I understand. As a bird man of science, sorry. Oh that's fine. How many vials oh. are there?
1: Yeah. Uh there are going to be six. Okay. This good. isn't actually like a thing. It's just a. It's just a little, you know, a little. You know, let's just pull the. Let's just completely ruin the illusion. Just say it's a MacGuffin that you guys can pull out whenever you want.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, hold on. Though. Just make a little
1: note that you've got some to just use for whatever. I just figured you know it'd be a, it'd be a good idea. Whatever. I want to take you.
3: one of those. I'm going to uh, kind of look the vials up and. He's giving them to us, right? Yes. All right. I'm going to take one of the vials. Uh, and take out another smaller vial that I have.
0: <laughs> it's like a Matryoshka doll. I'm going to pop
3: pop the cork, and then I'm going to pour a tiny bit of the, the venom into the vial, and then I'm going to uh, prick my finger to get a drop of blood, and I'm going to drop it into the smaller vial.
0: Okay, see, Patton's mind thought you were going to dump the vial on the know, it,
3: uh, <laughs> it
1: coagulates?
3: No. It God.
1: coagulates, solidifies, and then catches on fire.
3: Right. I'm going to swirl the, the little vial around a little bit, and then... Oh, it's, uh, a, it's starting
1: it- to get a big... It's a big fire. Like, it's coming out of the top. <laughs> it is heating up
3: rapidly. All right, I'm going to hand it to Specky. Specky is going to
1: grab it with one of the tendrils and then start, like, batting it back and forth between its hands. Ah, hot.
3: Ooh, ow, hot. All right, I'm going to take... Uh, take- like uh, the bottom of my coat to wrap my hand in it and then grab the vial again because I want to see how long this burns for.
1: Okay, so while you're doing that, uh, you're going to see Leofric has been scampering around to go get a thing and he is going to pull out a small apparatus that looks like, like a pair of tongs, right? Uh-huh. Like a, with a little, little bucket thing attached to it and he's going to just shout, You put that in here now.
3: What? What is it? A bucket?
1: Yeah, a little on uh, attached to some, like, long
3: tongs. Uh, well, if you could hand me the tongs, I, I kind of want no, to see the... D- put it in the bucket. You just don't care. Put it in. All right. Well, there are six more vials, so I'll just put my smaller vial in the in the bucket. Okay, so
1: he's going to press a button on it, which snaps the lid, and then press another button, and you're going to hear a small explosion. <laughs> just a...
0: Well, that seems a bit excessive. No, it's not. It did not seem like that fire was going out. You're going to hear a... It wasn't. What
4: was that noise? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure you're familiar with... Um, pen I'm sure you're familiar with uh, thermite. Naturally. Yeah, it's that and it doesn't go out.
3: Oh, it's a runaway exothermic reaction.
0: Yes. I knew that. Or is it
3: endothermic? Patton, is it endothermic or exothermic? I can't remember. Exo.
0: It's exo because it's like a skeleton. It's like a bug. You know, like an exoskeleton.
3: I'm not sure there's a connection there, but I will take your word for it. Is it actually? I can't
0: remember if if thermite is endo or exothermic. Endothermic is cold.
1: Please, before you do this sort of thing, could you at least ask...
3: Well, you were giving us the vials, and I did want to test the reaction of the most likely outcome of our in- interactions with these spiders beforehand,
4: so. Why is it that Jerry's the nicest person so far? I'm not being mean. I was nice. <laughs> You're setting up thermite in his
3: shop. Well, I didn't know it was going to be thermite. Yeah. So, he's going to
1: rub his his forehead... You're reckless. Thank you. With not just your own life, but people's, with those around you as well.
0: Now you see what I've been dealing with this whole time, right? You fuck up that <laughs> <laughs> bunch of loose a, you Both
1: <laughs> you did that with no control, with no
3: safety. Honestly, Elias, <laughs> you were holding the vial. Well, generally, those sorts of venoms don't produce that energetic of a reaction. Generally doesn't apply on the rock anymore. Yes, well, I've learned something now, so it's not, you know, that big of a deal. It would have been if I wasn't here. So what exactly did you just, what
0: what exactly did you do to put it out there and there?
1: Completely suffocate it and also destroy the tissue. Ooh. It doesn't you have to destroy the mana in the blood itself. It feeds off not only the physical energy found in the blood and stored in the venom, but also on the mana.
0: So it's burning away everything.
1: It burns you inside and out spiritually and physically. (laughs) I don't like that. We've had a couple of them die from soul burn as they call it, at which point they become walking
3: husks. It's like dry drowning. We'll uh, attempt to avoid that, but uh, if you have any other notes on the biological properties of this venom, that would be very helpful.
1: I have the notes that our alchemist left, though you're probably not going to like them.
3: Mm, I'll take a look at the notes.
1: They don't exactly follow your methodology.
3: Uh... They're not written in acrostic poem, are they? Some of it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate.
1: Yes, yes, it is. That's one of the few things that I'll
3: agree with you on. Sensing some hostility here.
0: <laughs> yes. I think it's about time we, uh, we we left this workshop here. Thank you very much for your uh, for your help, Leaf. Right. Leo Frick. Leo you Frick. Call me Leo. Leo. Uh, here, I've got something that I wanted to give you for being so helpful to us, just being generally, you know, great person that you are. And um, oh, thank you. Patton's gonna go ahead and dig around in the bag. He's gonna pull out this uh, this little this little handy dandy device. It's got a little speaker in it. It's got two buttons. This is mm-hmm. uh, I like to call this Doctor Patton's patent pending product producer. Just to give you a little bit of a kickstart in your own ideas. So you watch when you press this button here. And you just press it, here, bandage. Now watch this other one. Broken. Uh that one didn't really work. But you play around with that and make your own combinations. You know, get yourself started. <laughs> oh, it's like a, like a fun little randomizer. Yeah, yeah. It's the basis for all of my scientific experiments. And this works for you? Uh... Yeah, I'm still alive. Elias
3: is gonna. Elias and Specky are gonna do that kind of like <laughs> both look over at him. You know, like
0: turn head. Oh, that explains so much. <laughs> but yeah, I've well, gotten my use out of this, and I think you can get. uh, I think you've got a lot of potential, a lot of patent potential. I'll point out. I appreciate
1: Boom. that patent.
0: Now we're gonna get out of your shop before we accidentally burn it down.
4: Wait, did you just say you booped his nose? No, I did like a finger what? boom. Like pew pew. Oh. With oh. my bird talons. I was about to say, like, damn, don't do that.
0: <laughs> Please, uh, stay safe out there. We'll try. No guarantee. We may get by wave... spiders.
1: He's going to happily wave goodbye at Patton and just kind of give Elias a glare.
0: That's <laughs> yes, whatever. I
3: don't fucking need these people. Such a dick. I'm not a dick. They were a dick to me first. They left Alanza to die. Hmm. I didn't do anything wrong ever. It
4: seems to me like you're judging them as a collective and not as individuals.
3: <laughs> this is Elias. They are a collective. They're the. They're like a bunch of fucking elves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is
0: this is like that one Chappelle skit. I don't want to be racist, but elvish people. <laughs> <laughs> Slide whistle. <laughs> Technically Elias is Elias, so you're Uncle Ruckus. No. God damn it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to get kind
1: of late and you guys uh you guys see somebody uh sort of doing that like Pirates of the Caribbean rope swing down from the top mast. Like from the top of one of the trees, right? They're gonna swing down on a little a little vine into uh right in front of Oscar's main headquarters place and do a little flip as they dismount? I'm going to try and find a
2: way up the tree so I can swing on Vines too.
1: I'm assuming
0: that he's... that John is still drunk. A little bit. All right. But he's only celebrating. So it's okay. Hell yeah. He doesn't have a problem. He can quit whenever he wants.
1: Uh, he's going to open the door for that and you're going to hear some, like, muffled yelling. Uh then Oscar, that guy, and his guards are all going to run out, going to find as many of you guys as are available. Right. Uh, Who all is actually there?
0: I think all of us. Well, I assume we were just walking together, so yeah. All right. Walking through the city like that one scene from the animated Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah, Oscar is going to motion to the scout, who is going to then sort of almost out of breath... We have a problem.
0: Of course.
1: Our earlier reports of the White Forest's size are inaccurate. It's much smaller. And they're only from a couple of days ago. No, it's much larger. We can't take you much further. Oof. We need to retreat.
0: Would us getting there still uh, keep us covered and like, hidden on the radar thing? Is that in character? That's that's out of... Uh, yeah, I guess that's in character. If you would still stay hidden, yeah. Because I don't want us to pop up, like, on the radar, and then be like, oh, that's where they are. You well, should. I can... Things disappear in there. Whew. I don't like, I don't I'm like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I still don't want to go in these spider caves,
1: but we have to. We can provide you with... with scouts, uh, a guide. Oscar is going to hold his arm out.
3: Uh, Elias. that... Shouldn't be necessary. Uh, Our we resources want are at your disposal. What would you um, like? Well, uh, to be quite frank, I don't think any of you should risk going into these spider-infested woods. It seems uh, quite unnecessary from my perspective. So I appreciate the help. Um, we have dealt with large arachnids before, though not of this um, type. However, um, while I appreciate your offer, I think it would be best for everyone involved if we kept the risks... Primarily on our side.
1: The uh, scout is going to look down and,
4: like, clench his fist a bit, and just nod. Hey, you. Do you have a layout of the way to get there?
1: No. We don't. Did you
4: did you I, gather gather anything on your scouting mission that we could use?
3: I think
1: the so nature of
4: who... the
3: forest uh, changes uh, rather too rapidly for any reports to be extremely reliable at this point yeah that's what i was afraid of
1: it it changes overnight in ways that shouldn't be possible
3: yes well we'll have to take a look ourselves if i understand correctly you're short on scouting on scouts already so um i think it's probably best if you could maintain a watch but uh we won't ask you to enter the forest yourself
1: we have a couple of rules That should
0: help. Pat's gonna take out a notepad.
1: If you're going to sleep, you need to do it in the most open area you can find.
3: Hmm, that makes sense.
1: Don't go into- If you find a tree that is open, don't go into it. If you see anything moving, it's an enemy. And if you hear anything speaking to you, don't listen.
3: Um, we'll be sure to keep these rules in mind. Um, you wouldn't have to have any samples of the webbing itself, would you? We can't cut it. Uh, does it degrade over time when it's away from the other webs? It disappears. We think they does it leave it. any sort of residue, or? Some. We haven't been right, able to th- collect much. I think that should be sufficient. How does it react to the poison?
1: You mean the the spider venom itself?
3: Um, yes. It well, doesn't do anything. Hmm.
4: How about fire? Nothing. Hmm. How about cold?
1: It doesn't burn. It doesn't freeze.
4: Is it essentially immune to all the elements? Would you say? We don't know. Well, um... I might be able to do something with that.
1: When it's bundled up... Around the trees, it can't be cut, but in small strains, it can. However, collecting it has not worked. Or rather, it hasn't ended well.
0: Not only because it'll dissolve, but also because of how incredibly, insurmountably dangerous this is.
4: Well, that and they seem to know where it is. Patton, I think you might be able to. If we can find a way to collect it, you can make some really strong fiber armor please don't
3: i would advise against putting any of it against your body until we can also uh,
1: uh, if i may elias yes um it's my understanding sir that you haven't been here for a very long time um some of the scouts and some of the children specifically think that the the ones of the among them that stand upright are those husks that you might have heard of being controlled by the spiders.
3: Well, I can't exactly- If you see anyone,
1: you recognize they aren't themselves. We've heard a couple of reports of that, and all of those who've made those reports and gone to go save their loved ones have not returned.
2: Jesus Christ, how horrifying.
4: Are you, are you supposed to do that, John? That wasn't in character. Oh. <laughs> yeah, But I have say something like that? It very well could have been.
1: I'm sorry, sir, I can't... Be, they can't go out there by themselves.
3: Uh, we'll... Look, we're extremely experienced not only in unknown situations, but also uh, rather dangerous situations. It's far more likely that we'll be fine than we would want uh, your scouts risking their lives, uh, potentially sacrificing their lives in a situation that could be avoided. Uh,
1: Oscar is going to to turn his head towards the scout, and as a couple of couple more people are starting to surround and watch, you have nothing to worry about. Doctor Adelhelm here is the greatest biologist and explorer that i know
3: do i know this guy
4: it's oscar saying it
1: oh okay he's the best i've
4: ever had the privilege of knowing could i thank you could i roll insight on the scout yes. because he really wants to go and it's not because he's worried about us no he doesn't you want can to roll go. insight go for okay. it i
1: feel
3: like there's a hook here the hook is that he has to say he wants to go
4: that's a nine, so I'm not gonna get shit from it. Would anyone else like to roll insight?
3: I mean, I Eli I don't need to roll insight here. Elias knows that the Elven custom of like you know, hospitality and and saving face and stuff requires Incorrect. really. Yes.
1: Yeah, like that's if that's Elias' assumption,
3: that's fine. That would be Elias' assumption. So I'll
0: I'll I'll do an insight here. What'd you roll? Um, Well, here, I'll roll now. Uh, 10 plus 7 plus something. Hold on a
1: second. Uh, It should be substantially higher than that, right? uh, 19 in total. 19 in total? Patton's thinking... I thought you had a 12 in perception.
4: uh, It's my
0: insight. I I have a 10 and then I have... Oh,
1: insight. Yeah, Yeah. never mind. I, I... Again, I have a horrible headache. No. Uh, On a 19...
0: What Patton's wondering is, like, if this dude's issue is that, like, I'm... His perception is, like, I'm trapped in these trees. We can't really do anything or go anywhere. This is pretty shitty. Like, I can't do... I can't do anything about this, and he wants... It's not not a...
1: It's not a call to adventure sort of thing.
0: No, not that, but, like...
1: He's not. He's also not trying to just escape. He's not even necessarily wanting to go with you. You can tell on that or on that insight check. He's terrified.
4: There's something else. Like maybe he He doesn't want
1: to go, but he's very genuinely concerned about you guys like the the Scouts know what it's like out there, and the idea of sending four people who have never been into these woods alone is
0: he feels like he's sending us on a, he's letting us go on a suicide mission right, which I mean he's not wrong
3: i'm um, no he it's he's definitely wrong we don't want to risk their lives knowing that we're far more competent at this than they mm-hmm. are.
1: That's true. That, that's not the that is
3: not the issue. No, I know that's not the issue for him, but that's that's yeah. what Elias
4: thinks. Would would Patton come to that conclusion though? As far as like
1: Yeah, on the insight he does he does figure out that it's a very genuine heartfelt desire to not see you guys get put into that sort of danger.
4: Oh, I was more asking would Patton like agree with Elias' sentiment at that point? What? <laughs> Well, I'm but trying to read the elf. But you read him correctly. and In you the middle of to... this,
1: considering that there's like, you know, only half a second or whatever yeah. for this, Oscar is going to turn to him and the other scouts. Dr. Adelholm will be just fine. If anything, we're going to have to worry about the spiders going extinct. <laughs> Don't take too
0: many samples.
3: Yes, well, I wasn't intending on committing what could potentially turn into genocide. However,. Uh, if the
0: opportunity arises for genocide... Oscar is giving you a look like like a, a
1: play-along
3: yeah. look? Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> yes, well, I'll keep the sample taking to a minimum, though I can't guarantee that uh, your rates of expansion uh, notes will be accurate come tomorrow.
1: And the uh, scouts are going to get like a little bit of a, a smile on their face and... Like, kind of look at each other like, was that a joke? Was he trying to make a joke? And they're going to start dispersing.
3: Elias doesn't do, like, on-the-spot jokes, okay? He doesn't do quips. Yeah, I don't quip.
2: That was a good, I don't do this quips, quip. This isn't a Marvel movie, okay? Alright, so at some point, I imagine John climbed high enough into tree, a tree to find divine. vine. He just mm-hmm. picked the first one because he really wanted to try it out. He held you on mean, to it like, about check. a second too long. and ended up just kind of tumbling
1: to the ground. Okay, you're just gonna do. You're you're going to be the one to do that for yourself. So immediately, as those guys disperse, John face plants into the ground. <laughs>
3: we got this. <laughs> you're <Thunk>. heroes.
2: <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> that was pretty
4: fun. Don't
0: think I could do it again
4: though. Ladies and gentlemen, the chosen one. <laughs> I'm going to help John. Oh, uh, we're all going to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> here. I'll make an opening for you and we can give you some amount of safe passage here. uh, I'll do this. He's going to uh, step out towards the edge of the trees and motion his hands in a little quick, uh, like, clockwise turn hand motion with a little flourish. And the trees are going to split open and form like a little door. He's going to turn to all of you guys and do the same hand motion. and A small little magical circle is going to appear beneath you with some uh, mushrooms. Do we have a way to, points.
3: to track the crystal that we're looking for or no?
1: He's, he's working on this shit for you. Okay. This is a method of safe passage. It won't last you all the way. But it should help you get there. And he's going to close his eyes, reach up, reach his hand up. Uh, A vine is going to reach down and grab his hand. It's going to let go. And then reach down into the circle. And from those mushrooms, these little fungal tendrils are going to reach up and form a cage around you guys and you're going to start getting some like brightly colored spark like spores dripping down on you mm-hmm. that Spe- specky is immediately going to start batting at like a cat with a firefly
3: <laughs> i want to i want to roll nature and see if specky can uh like attune its attune it's his, herself with the with this mushroom cage to like sustain it longer
1: all right go for it 25
3: 25
1: Alrighty, On that twenty-five, this is some like classic, uh, elven magic stuff. Mm-hmm. And Specky is specifically and will like willfully excluded in terms of being able to affect this. He- he's oh, okay. got this. He's got this thing on lock. So specifically, you can't fuck with it All while right. he's in the middle of doing it. <laughs>
0: Well, I, I thought he was done. I'm glad he has to no, put it's in that block on. for Elias and not fuck everything up.
1: Just like, let me do this.
0: <laughs> Just give me one
3: thing. You dig. I, I, I was only doing that under the assumption that he was finished.
1: Right. So anyway, the whole thing is going to then, like the, the, the fungus is going to start growing between the cracks in those rings and the cage is going to form into like a little fungus igloo and then it's the walls are going to start contracting in on you guys. So this is
0: how a TV dinner feels.
1: It's funny. Die and hard. then as it's <laughs> about to touch you it all just pop like bursts and you see like a a, a big old bundle of what look to be those like a, like dandelion tufts that circle okay. around you guys for a bit. What? And you can see now that directly in front of you any uneven terrain or any, anything natural just bends to accommodate you. Ooh. Like, if there are any bumps in front of you, they're gone. If if there's a small sapling in your way or, like, one of these roots, it just flattens itself. This is as much as I can give you right now. Please, stay safe.
3: Uh, thank you, oscar
1: as the door is going to open up, and in front of you guys, you're going to see these colossal trees. Many, many times larger than the trees in The Walking City. Hmm. And they are just coated in these spider webs. It's, day- like it's daytime out right now, and as you look into the trees, you can see that it eventually just becomes darkness. Uh, you can hear some amount of bird song, but only directly behind you, away from the woods. Uh, even, like, the wind seems to not go in. You know, you've got the trees swaying before the white woods, or the white forest, and then the ones that are encased in the web do not move. And Jiron, yeah. uh, as you look in, uh, you can see the image of a small girl, like a, a little girl, no face, mm-hmm. uh, spectral-ish legs, uh, duck out from behind one of the trees, like, look at you. Uh, you can't hear her, or and she doesn't have a face, but you can tell that she giggles a little bit and runs deeper into the woods.
4: Okay. Can I Hmm. So, with my connection here, is that like an always on kind of thing or can I Oh like, yeah, you can't turn it off. Well, like Yeah, dude. I want to open open it up a bit. Nope. What?
3: It doesn't work that
1: way. It doesn't.
4: So I, I can't it's like not interface a, with it at all.
1: It is not a thing that you can interface with. It is simply it, it, it goes back... This is why I wanted to say that it's like quantum entanglement. It's... There are individual states within things that you can interact with, right? Think of it like... That that are seemingly random. Think of it like uh, the The wacky mode You're, in New Vegas? Not really. Think of it like you have a light switch in your house. And when you flip the light switch, a... A can falls over in the the house somewhere. The next time you flip the light switch, something different happens. Maybe. But, similarly, if the can were to right itself, the light switch would flip back down. Or, let's say that you have a deck of cards. And when you shuffle them a specific way, your roommate gets sick. And they're acutely aware that you did that somehow. it's like that things are linked in a way that you cannot quite understand and anything that you affect similarly affects you in turn
4: okay i'm gonna stop trying to understand it until later because i feel like i'll get more information on this because like i get what you're saying but jerry's not gonna try and learn more about this until later because that's just gonna come naturally so, it's
1: the sort of thing that you cannot, you can't consciously go, oh, I'm gonna try and do this thing. It's just, shit happens, and
4: whatever you're affecting knows that you're affecting it. Okay, so, did she, like, go any specific direction, or did she just, like, fade off? Oh no, you can you can see the trail that she follows. There's a little tendril. Alright, I'm gonna indicate over our telepathic connection. Mm-hmm. Just so it's not audible. Uh, I just saw a vision. John, I think it's connected to... Ignore
3: that. Jerry. Jerry, you need to ignore anything you see in these woods. We cannot test for anything.
4: Well, I just want to make note of it. I I don't want to pursue it, but... Your perception
3: makes note of it in and of itself. You need to keep this sort of information away from us. Don't
4: look at it. Don't think it. I think we should tag each other.
1: So, uh... Considering that you guys have not quite left yet, uh, Oscar is going to place his hand on Jiron's shoulder, turn to him, just look at him, look back at John, nod his head, don't tell them what you see. It won't help.
4: The Twitch chat and Jerry said, Little W. Wow. He's going to look over
1: at John with, like, a disappointed look. All right, he did. And then just going to to turn back around and uh, start to shoo away the people who are who are, uh, like, now swarming towards the door looking over at the woods. Uh, you can hear some people screaming that their, like, husband, wife, kid is in there and they that they need to go find them. Uh, you can see some like strong guys in some armor suiting up, insisting that they're going to go. Mm. And Oscar is is holding the way and uh, keeping right. the peace in some way, shape, so we or form. Get
3: out of here. So here's here's what I'm gonna do. I know that this stuff is uh, this this like web and stuff is uncuttable, basically by anything that we've got. But we've got Mavala Junior with us, right? Yes. Now, I have a theory, but what I want to do is put on a a show for these guys, like a show of strength as we're leaving. So what I want to do is I want to basically mind meld with Mavala Jr. Mm -hmm. To step out of phase, like with nature. And like cut a half moon right in front of us in the web.
1: All right. Give me a nature check.
3: So this is going to be me like putting my hand on. Mavala Junior's head. uh, You know, both of our eyes glow, and I want to step out of phase to base because I'm I'm thinking that this stuff only exists on this material plane, and it and it's like tethered to itself. So if you can cut it in one place, it'll all peel off. I don't know what any of Go that means. It. Would you believe a nat eighteen? <laughs> not 18 Not total? not total, but on the dice. Uh, so that, that would be... That's like a 30-something. Yeah, that's
1: 32. (laughs) Okay. On that, uh, you're going to, you know, like... Oh, I'm
3: sorry, that, that's not an 18, that's a 16. My dice is really worn, worn in. Okay, so that's a 30. Yeah,
1: 30. Okay. So, on that, you're going to attempt to cut it, right? Yeah. With that, and you're going to realize that your assumption of what this stuff is... Is not quite on the mark. It is technically just raw physical. And it's not
3: inherently magical. But. Oh does it absorb mana when you try to interact with it? Yep kind of. And
1: also it seems like any individual point is reinforced by the other points upon impact.
3: Ah, I see. So it's like a non-Newtonian kind of meme. Yes. In fact,
1: active attempt to cut it makes it stronger.
3: Yeah, but if I can get like one quick strand through, right? You you manage to actually dent
1: it, right? But what it's going to do is it's going to like shear in some points and then immediately reforge. Hmm.
3: All right. So seeing that it shears that
1: alone, though. Is enough for people to go, like, oh shit.
3: Yeah, but seeing that it shears and reforges gives me an idea.
1: Well, it doesn't quite so much physically shear and reform as it does, like, it it doesn't more like a liquid.
0: Where it wiggles and a wobble, like,
1: displaces itself and then moves back in.
3: Kind of want to, like, hit it in two places at the exact same time, like, in a sort of, like, collapsing wave kind of meme. I
1: don't think we got to time to break into this. The other first thing that you the other well, thing yeah, you immediately notice upon looking at this stuff is that that vibration that you made in it travels abnormally far.
3: Yeah, it's gonna get amplified. It it gets
1: massively amplified.
3: Alright, so if people saw that and like saw, oh shit, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make a big flurry. Normally I would just take out my notebook and just like write down. So what I'm going to do is going to take, like, a big flurry, pull out my notes, and, like, have Specky get real close and start, like, examining it without actually doing anything, you know? Mm -hmm. But I'm going to make a big show of, like, oh, I've figured this out now. Yes. And then I'll turn around and, like, wave as we, uh, you know, walk into the woods.
2: Yeah, as we're going, I want to turn back to the crowd. And I want to say farewell and may the Lord be with you. And tip my hat.
1: You get a couple of high-pitched, like, shrieks. There are, there
4: are already John Fangirls. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't they don't see the dread that Jerry's experiencing at all. Oh, no. Good. No, not at all. Everyone's it's just good. looking
0: at John and how cool he is.
4: Because <laughs> Jerry's just looking forward at the forest with, like, the completely black eyes. Like, oh, fuck.
2: Well, with that, I say we march to our
0: deaths. Yeah. Couldn't have asked for a better end episode cut. You can find the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, there's a Discord and a Patreon in the description. Find us all there. Send us your questions. Do whatever you want. Uh, haven't given out the email. If you have any questions or you just want to email me something inappropriate, you can send them to let me tell you about. Tu, tu, tu at gmail.com. That's Let Me Tell You About, but with three Ts, because at the time, I thought I had to have I thought I had to have a minimum character limit. Turns out I'm wrong. But you know what I'm not wrong about? That that was Revival, a Dungeons & Dragons Real Play podcast, and we'll see you guys next time.